Welcome back to the Act Two Podcast, a podcast for the real life working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh. And I am Josh Halden. And Act Two is a network. As a reminder, in case you don't know, we are a actual support group for working writers founded in 2017. And this podcast, what? I know. What? <laughs> 2017 is when we started. What year is it? A lot later than that. <laughs> and this podcast is just one of the ways we support each other by just talking as honestly as we can about what this industry is like on an everyday basis if you are a screenwriter trying to make rent. And just to clarify, podcast started in 2020? Did it? I yes. mean, officially, what year is right? It? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is our second season. So yeah. Act 2 started in 2017. The podcast started in 2020. Okay. So I just had to clarify. It's it's fine. That's that's fair. If any of this interests you, you know, the, the network, the podcast, please subscribe to us. Give us a rating, write a comment, and feel free to DM us with questions or topic suggestions or to just ask for further clarification on something, whatever you want, just just reach out to us at act2writers at gmail.com, which is all spelled out, or on our Instagram at act2writers. And I think one of the more interesting things that Josh and I find from everyone who reaches out is it really highlights the variety of things that people are anxious about, thinking about that, like, we don't even, we don't even think about. I think, you know, we talk about all our, our anxieties and insecurities, but there are new ones that pop up all the time <laughs> and, yeah. and sort of new hurdles that face writers every single year. It's it's the landscape's different. And so it's really interesting to hear from you all so that we can talk about those things as openly as we can. You can also find me, Tasha. I'm on Instagram at Story Thursday or on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. And me, Josh. I'm on uh, Twitter at Joshua Hallman and Instagram, Josh Hallman. So this week is Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we're going to keep it light. Also, keep it relevant. We're going to talk about the holiday season coming nearer. We're going to talk about what kinds of gifts to give your reps or your producers. And this is like, I, I want to say something before we jump into this. Yeah. I have to give a special shout out to my manager, one John Z, because it's his birthday. Oh, when, happy birthday. When this comes out, it's going to be his birthday. So I will know if he's listening to this podcast from this right here. <laughs> And, it's not even a happy birthday wish. No, it says. it's selfish. <laughs> what if he reposts it but doesn't notice because he actually didn't listen to it? <laughs> Another test, Jay-Z. Another <laughs> test for Jay-Z. Everyone go send Jay-Z a message on Twitter. Yeah, but I thought that was appropriate given our topic today. I agree. I agree. Happy birthday, Jay-Z. Happy birthday, Jay-Z. Do you want to start with a This Week in Writing? Yeah. Well, there's there's two things. Since we're kind of keeping it light. This is yeah. not so yeah. much of the writing one. This is something we talked about before. Okay. This story, this has to do with um, Serena Williams's tennis coach. Yeah. His first name is Patrick. His last name starts with an M. He's French, and I don't want to butcher it, so I'm just going <laughs> to say that. Okay. And we've talked about him before on the podcast. And here's the thing, Tasha. This is why I love tennis so much. Obviously, I play it, but... The, I, it just kind of clicked and something occurred to me that when you're a tennis player, you're like by yourself when you're mm. playing singles, of course. It's you for someone else. It's completely mental. People say this about golf and pretty much every other sport. But in my opinion, like 
it is so difficult to be by yourself. And I always think of like that when it comes to writing, mm. because you're just sitting by a computer, you're by yourself, you're trapped in your brain. You, you, you play out the worst case scenario or the best case scenario. And uh, it, there's this correlation between tennis and writing in my world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this coach, he posted a video on Instagram and he was basically saying like, there's a lot of really great tennis players. Like the top 100 tennis players are fucking amazing. Their skill level is awesome. But what separates these people from being champions is their mental uh, stability, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's like the technique that you have in your mind and how you can train yourself to just be mentally stronger than other people. Mm -hmm. And I think we both found that pretty interesting because yeah. in the entertainment industry, you, you need to do that too. You need to just strengthen your brain and and view things in a different certain way and fight through things and have certain belief and that's that's yeah. it what do you feel like is the biggest mental struggle you have that you feel like relates to the sports analogy that you're talking about is it like belief in yourself is it trying to get over when there is an obstacle or you're you're being rejected like what do you feel like is the biggest connection with tennis or sports in general? I think it's like kind of having the mindset that, and I hate to say like sound the way I'm about to sound, but like the mindset that you're going to win or you're going mm -hmm. to succeed. Because I like, especially if you're writing a spec, for instance, mm -hmm. you don't know what's gonna happen, but you have to have faith in yourself. Like if you go into something, in my opinion, if you go into anything, you're like, I'm gonna lose. Mm -hmm. You're gonna lose. Like that's mm -hmm. just how it is. And if you come into the entertainment world and you're like, I'm a bad writer you're not going to like be doing yourself any favors when you're sitting in a room and someone's giving you notes and you're like, yeah, okay, you're right. I fucking suck. You know, yeah. like there has to be something where you're like, I know what I'm doing. I have a handle on this. I, I got this. This is going to be okay. And we've talked about this when it comes to notes. Like, yeah, I got this. I got yeah. this. Like there has to be that level of confidence where you just think, okay, I got this. And I think that is the case with sports. It's weird, but yeah, that's that's what I think it is. Like when it comes to writing it, I feel like you just have to, you just still have to keep fighting because mm -hmm. you never know something might happen. Mm -hmm. You could be Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and it's twenty-eight to three in the fourth quarter, and you come back and win. Yeah, you have twenty seconds left, and somehow you still get a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, and it's interesting with writers in particular because we always have such a strong sense of imposter syndrome. So the idea of going in confident is completely counter to what our instincts are telling us. But we've talked about this a lot, particularly in my most recent job of you know being a showrunner for the first time, the amount of confidence you need to learn to have or fake until you actually have it is so key to actually doing the job that it does become as important as the writing, which is what this coach was saying, was like, yeah, yeah you can have an amazing backhand all day, but that doesn't mean you're gonna be a champion. You right. have to have the mind quality too, and those two things have to go together. And yeah, it's interesting that that's your sports analogy with writing. Like you, you brought it up as a joke like half a year ago, <laughs> and now it's, it's, it's real. <laughs> writing is a sport. The last thing I'll say, and where it comes in tennis, and why I just love tennis so much is I've been in the scenario, and I've seen the scenario where you are like, if you don't know tennis, you're not going to know what I'm talking about, but it can be like you've lost the first or you've won the first set 6-0, you're up 5-0 in the second set, and you can end up losing a match. Like every single point counts because you, if you if you miss a shot, you're like, uh-oh, I suck. Mm -hmm. And then like the momentum shifts and your confidence changes and that like that's how that that's how writing is to me. Like 
Yeah. If you start losing that confidence, your writing is going to suffer. Yeah. You're going to start copying people. You're going to start changing your ideas to bend for the fucking, you know, what's popular, like what the trends are and things like that. Anyway, we can move on. Whatever your producer tells you. Yeah. Whatever your producer fucking tells you. Another this week in writing is something we both share, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. Um, is we we a friend of ours uh, is doing a pitch on a rewrite project, so it's a, a, a script that already exists, and he's pitching to rewrite it. And he was told by the producers, um, you know, we, like the script is really bad. We we know he has a lot of problems. Like we really need someone to come in and fix it. And we think you're our guy. And so he pitched to them and they were, you know, this is great. We're going to move you up to our boss and then went to go pitch to the boss. And he pitched the same way he pitched to those junior executives, which is like, yeah, this, the script has a lot of problems and this is where I think the problems exist and how I would fix them. And he said that when he talked to the boss, as soon as he said, yeah, the script has a lot of problems, the boss's face just dropped Mm -hmm. and was like his mood changed. And it was like, oh no, I've offended him. And I, I, I think this is really interesting. And Josh and I want to do a whole episode about how to pitch for a revision where something pre-exists because presumably these producers have done a lot of work already to get the script to this point that does suck, but they've put a lot of sweat equity, as they say, into this. And you've just told them it sucks. And um, some people take it fine. And clearly mm-hmm. this boss did not. And it's just something to be aware of. And I think our overall suggestion there would be just don't, don't do that. Yeah, because I, I feel like our, our friend kind of got swayed by the producers. Like mm-hmm. he felt like he had a nice little rapport. Oh, okay, I can kind of shit on this script. And... It's like a safe space because we all agree that a script right. is bad. And you can't do that. Never shit on a script. He didn't shit on a script. He just agreed with what some of the, someone had said to mm-hmm. him and kind of rolled with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lesson I, I definitely learned because I had the same exact experience, experience that he did is is to instead of launch into the things that are going wrong, whether it be a book or a script or whatever, it's just, just give your take. Because where your take differs from the script that you're revising or the book, they know that that's the weak point and that you're changing it. And that's, that's yeah. why you're pitching that. You don't need to emphasize the bad parts about it. And again, we'll get into this in more in depth when we do our actual episode about this. But I just thought that was an interesting thing that happened. Let's move into some some main topic shit, Tasha. Let's do it. Okay. Yes, we are talking about gift giving because weirdly, this is something that I think like every year writers ask me, what should I give my reps? What do you give your reps? And there's this kind of anxiety inducing thing around giving gifts to your reps over the holidays, which I think is really funny. And I felt it too. So <laughs> we're just gonna gonna talk about that. And I actually called my agents and my manager, who's also a producer, and I asked them all these questions about this because I wanted to get behind the scenes oh, of wow. what of what they they thought. And they had some really interesting things to say yeah and and also tis the season we're helping people right now we're saving you for your gift buying that's gonna have to happen we are we're about to save you money i have to say yeah it's interesting when i first signed with my reps and for like years after that i also was very anxious about what to give them because this is hollywood and like everyone is probably giving them insanely amazing gifts that i couldn't possibly afford 
And my inability to compete with that was really embarrassing to me. Like, to me, it just shined a spotlight on how unsuccessful I was. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's, it really felt, it was just like, that's the opposite face I want to show my reps. Cause I want to show them, you should believe in me because I can be successful and bring you money and I'm worth representing and I'm doing great. But if you're sending them like a, a t-shirt from Target for a holiday gift and like JJ Abrams is sending them an, an AI robot who can cook and clean, like <laughs> it's obvious that you suck. <laughs> and that's just kind of what always went through my head around the holiday time. So we're just going to talk about this and just get through it. This is so crazy. You and I are going to have <laughs> such different points of view on this. <laughs> so, I mean, do you give your managers and agent uh, holiday gifts? this time of year at this point i only give jay-z something ouch that's it because you know what and this is i don't give gifts to people in general yeah often this is going to be very different because my like love language is gifts i love giving gifts <laughs> yeah so and in general i don't i don't i don't even like to re receive gifts you actually had a gift for Paul and I, so you've said for like the last year that you know this. I, I've I bought something for you and Paul that's been sitting in. I I think I, I don't know if I sent you a picture. It's like in like this corner of my house that I've been like <laughs> so long. And if I obviously care about you guys, but if I was really like a good gift giver, I would have already brought it over at this point. <laughs> I think this is true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm sorry to both of you, and I feel exposed. Please, what? Just go. All right, I'll go because you don't give gifts to anyone. For me, for many, many years, I gave my reps cookies. Like I baked things for them mm. because I was poor and flour <laughs> is not that expensive. And I would, it felt like I was spending a lot of money going to Michael's and getting like cute little gift wrapping things to put them in so they looked nice, but that's what I would give them. and. I've lately tried to give them a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, up until very recently, that's what I would get them for the holidays. And you know what? They would call me and be like, this is so good. This is so sweet. These are delicious. I don't eat chocolate, but I gave them to my assistant. Like they were very, it was very sweet. They didn't have to do that because surely my cookies are not that good. <laughs> well, I'm going to actually, I'm going to go on record and say, I think I've only had something that you've made like twice. And it was amazing. You oh, brought it you. over for Dave and I that one time. Oh, yeah. And then, so if I could bake anything, I would definitely send people stuff. All right. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good gift. All right. So we're talking about for Christmas, right? We are, yeah. You would bake gifts and then yeah. you would send them. Yeah, like two or three different kinds of cookies. Put them in and a nice you, little package. What do you do now? I don't know. This is like the first time I've made any money. So oh, wow. <laughs> now you're going you're gonna to buy the cookies from a store. <laughs> yeah, fancy cookies. <laughs> well, I have, I have some ideas, which we can talk about when we get into like what is sort of ex expected, I guess. But I actually want to go through a list with you hmm. of times that writers think they should be sending their rep or their producer a gift. And just I want to see if you think it's a yes or a no. Okay. So should you send a gift on the holidays? Christmas, Hanukkah, that sort of thing. Yes. When you sell a spec? Yes. When you close a deal? Mm. Yes. 
when you go into production on something? No. On their birthday? This is tricky. I just sent something to Jay-Z for his birthday. But if I wasn't as close as I am with Jay-Z, mm -hmm. as, as I feel I am close with Jay-Z, <laughs> <laughs> I would not. I would just send a happy birthday email. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's nice, too. That works. How about on their anniversary? With their significant other? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> hey, some people wonder. How about when they have a kid? No, but I would definitely send an email. Okay. When they get married? Am I invited to the wedding? No. Then no. <laughs> when you wrap a production? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's, that's interesting. What about you? Did we cross? We did cross a little bit. Definitely holidays. I've never sold a spec, so I can't, I can't speak to that. I never send them anything when I close a deal, which I feel bad. I feel like I should. But also they get 10% of it. So like that's like yeah. the, that's, that's it. When you go into production, no, I've not sent my reps anything when I've gone into production, which maybe I should. That feels like a nice, nice moment. Never on their birthday, never on their anniversary. Yes, when my, my agent, Mark, had a, had a kid, I sent him something. Also, my lawyer just had a, had a baby. I sent him something. When they get married, if you're close to them, yeah. I think that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, maybe when you wrap production too, yeah. I just want to say there is definitely a level of closeness that comes over time. Like, mm -hmm. there, yeah, you, you just have to feel out the relationship. Yeah. If you're, if you're close and sending text messages about non-entertainment stuff, you know, you're a little closer than a normal relationship. Yeah. In the entertainment you can world. you can send a few more gifts. They're your friend at that point. Yeah. So after talking to my reps, this is what they said, and I love it so much. And they really meant this. So I want everyone to take this to heart. They said, oh, wow. more than anything, it's the thought that counts. That's all they care about. And like I said, they have been, I know you're frowning. It's true. It's true. <laughs> they they said that and they believed it. So they like I said, they've been just as appreciative when I sent them stale cookies as when I sent them like something nicer, like a like a nice subscription box or something. And like they said, they would love just a $10 orchid at Trader Joe's or like a personalized thank you card just as much as they love an expensive bottle of whiskey because all that matters is that you are showing gratitude about your relationship with them. That At the end of the day, that's all that matters to them. Okay. I can see you. I can see you don't buy it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I'm keep going. Cause here's the thing. If you think about it, our reps and producers are getting a lot of gifts over the holidays, right? Like liquor and wine is the most popular gift they are getting, which means your reps probably have a shit ton of just shit, just piles and piles of liquor, wine, expensive things that they don't really need. So you can add to the pile of this if you want but it's just not that personal. In fact, one person I talked to said that when they were an assistant, their boss was the head of a studio and she would get so much shit naturally from all the JJ Abrams and other people of the world that she would just start putting the gifts in the outbox at her office. And she would just wow. let the assistants in the office take them home because there's just so much stuff that she didn't need that was not personal to her. Like it was not personal between her and the person who gave it about their relationship or anything. It was just as a, an expensive yeah. thing. 
And she would just have her assistant write up a thank you card that she would sign. She wouldn't even care what it was. All the stuff would just go on a free table, which to me is just a lot of waste at the holidays. And all the reps that I spoke to said the same thing, that there is a lot of junk that just ends up piling up over the holidays. But writers are often financially struggling. So if that's you, like, don't feel obligated to compete with those things. Just get the small thing, get the $10 flower from the grocery store and write a really nice personalized card about how much you appreciate your relationship with them. And then I think you're good to go. I, I agree with, I actually do agree. I, I know I was making a face where it was like the thought that counts, <laughs> but deep down, I think that is correct. I personally will only get something for, like for Jay-Z for instance, I'll get him something that I know he will use or that he'll like, or he'll have to look at it and think about me every time he looks at this one thing. <laughs> it's one of those things where he wouldn't be able to throw away. I've given him records, some books and stuff. Like there's certain things yeah. that I just know, knowing his personality, I've tried to match it to that. And yeah. I feel like if, if I can't do that, then I don't want to give someone a gift. Yeah. It's interesting you say that about having something that will make him think of you, <laughs> just like keep you in their head. Because obviously that is like a tactic. But a story that uh, one of these people told whom I spoke with was um, was actually really interesting where he said that someone he knew would send trinkets, like trinkets as presents to producers or whoever he had a relationship with over the holidays. And in one particular case, he sent um, baby shoes to the different, these different people. And the card said, I now have a foot in the door because he had just gotten like a big job. He's like, mm. I have my foot in the door. You know, this is, you know, this is obviously to indicate that now it's time for you to start reading my stuff and like, let's get into business. And then later, like the next year or something, this, this writer ended up meeting with a producer who we sent these baby shoes to and sitting on the desk was the baby shoes <laughs> they had gotten them because it was something that like, it was just like a really like bizarre gift. Yeah. It had a really personal uh, meaning behind it that was really interesting. And this this person kept it as a, as a keepsake. And that is actually like a valid thing that some people who are, I think more creative and bold than I am <laughs> will do <laughs> is to do things like that. Is like you send something specifically to sort of get in front of someone and make yeah. an impression. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. By the way though, I just would like to go on record saying, I don't think alcohol is a bad thing. I would love. <laughs> we all know, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if someone sent me a bottle of wine, I wouldn't be upset. I agree. But as an assistant for an executive at a studio for a long time, that's like the main gift that they get. And I just, sometimes it can really pile up and... Also, for specifically talking about people you want to build relationships with, it's it's somewhat impersonal. Unless you're sending them a bottle of whiskey that you know is really special, either to them, something you've talked about, or they're yeah. like a whiskey connoisseur and like this is a special kind of whiskey, whatever that is. Like that's personal and you can say that in your card, but just kind of, I mean, yeah, it's it's a fine gift. Just know that that's what most people are getting. But a couple other gifts you can think about is like a massage gift card. Boom. Like most people love massages. Anything kind of personal that you guys might have talked about, like it's if it's an inside joke or something, or if you're working on a movie or a show and there's a little trinket you can get, 
which like I'm now like do I get my reps like a little Tomb Raider thing is that dumb I don't know <laughs> um but overwhelmingly my reps really just said if it's something personal it's gonna mean more to them right like mm -hmm. if they have a young baby get them a baby blanket or a onesie that's fun you know something like that so I have a question yeah. to ask you so let's say you have a good relationship with your rep but not like outstanding. You want to send them something that's not alcohol and you, you come up with a present, you come up with a gift. And let's say that person is not in the office yet. They mm. still are working from their house. Where do you send it? I would email the assistant and ask the best place to send it because I actually sent my agents a Christmas slash Hanukkah gift over 2020 thinking that they were for some reason I thought they were in the office or that there were there were assistants in the office is what I thought who were like managing things and that's not the case and it, I like last month my my agent emailed me is like I just got your Christmas gift <laughs> thank you so much yeah <laughs> so yeah I would just ask the assistant the best place to send it to and might be the yeah. office because they have people who can forward it or or might be their home also what you said reminded me about about liquor which is interesting when i worked mm -hmm. at universal we sent a big start gift to a writer which is you know this, the movie was starting production and it's like yay i can't wait to work with you so excited here's a whole bunch of expensive alcohol and the assistant sent it back to us and mm. said he can't accept this this he's an alcoholic mm. um, yeah there's that think of something else and you know you just never know if someone is struggling with something and so after that i was like Oh no, I don't want to be responsible for someone spiraling over the holidays. Oh god. Could so you I'm just going to I'm just going to opt for something else. <laughs> I also think about that pretty often and just hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, it must be tough if you are an alcoholic over the holidays cuz everyone's giving you liquor and wine. <laughs> That's the main gift. Yeah. All right, let's talk about producers for a second because honestly, I've never bought a present for a producer in my entire life. Mm. And after talking to a producer about gift giving and receiving, I may rethink this a little bit. Oh. So the producer I talked to said that she really appreciates gifts from writers that she has developed with if she's developing with them for free. Meaning, say you've partnered with someone you're not getting paid for it. They're not getting paid for it. They're taking their own time to just maybe help you develop your spec idea or however it is that they're partnering with you. So then when the holiday rolls around or you're done working with this producer, it might be nice to just send them a small gift that's just a token of your appreciation that they've spent their time on you when they could be spending it somewhere else because no one's getting paid. And again, that's like the $10 flower personalized card thing in that case, but something to think about. If I'm working with a producer that I can't send flowers to, like, I just don't think he likes flowers. Mm -hmm. What the hell do I do? What do I send him, Tasha? So, A, do you know him well enough to know anything that he likes? A little bit, but not like, no, because we've, like, let's say I've talked to a producer only about the script, our script that we're working on. That That's pretty much all I know about him mm -hmm. is like, We've kind of cracked into interest, but it's not like something that I've retained. You yeah. Know? So this is this is the tough part right here. I mean, it's, it's literally if you know anything little, do they like the Dodgers? Send them a Dodgers hat with a nice card. Do they have a beard? Send them like beard <laughs> beard kit beard. and and like a nice card. Again, always with the nice card. 
But something that I use, which they don't sponsor the podcast, but it's something that I now use is called knackshops.com. K-N-A-C-K shops. There are a lot of sites out there like this. And basically it's a box that looks really pretty when you open it and you can personalize it. And Mm. I did this for, for someone recently where I knew they liked coffee and knack shops has a whole you can put like coffee stuff in and you can pick the things and the prices vary it can it can cost you i think the lowest will probably cost you like 40 dollars all the way up to in the hundreds and typically i operate around in like the 60 dollar area and still get like a really a lot of personalization and it's really nicely put together and that's just like an easy gift and it's usable all the stuff in there is something that you would use which is also nice because just having a bunch of junk we all know we don't need any more junk over the holidays so that, that's my suggestion because there's almost like something for anyone if you find those kinds of like pre-made boxes online and there are plenty of them to go around. See, that's a good gift idea right there. The pre-made boxes. Yeah. Now we're getting somewhere, Tasha. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're not baking, not sending flowers. No, I, like I mean, that. you can even send them like those like meat and cheese pre-wrapped things. Like just, there's so many options out there. They, and they yeah. ha- And you can even type like movie lover pre-wrapped gifts and... Just send them that. It's like just popcorn and soda or whatever. How do you feel about gift cards to Amazon? I give those to the assistants of my reps every Mm. holiday. Wow. So your gift cards are second tier. Because I was an assistant and I know how badly I needed them. I see. So yes, that's where I go. But agents can afford anything they want on Amazon. I don't need to give them a gift card. Okay. And then finally, I want to talk about if you're a showrunner or someone who's kind of in a position of power when to give gifts. And again, I like gift giving is my love language. So honestly, I would give everybody a gift whenever I hire them or like we've done something awesome. I'm going to, I want to get you gifts. But if you're a showrunner and you've hired all your writers and your room is starting, give all your, your writers a gift, including your assistants. Just give everyone a start gift. When I was on Witcher, the showrunner gave us all a gift from Knack Shops, which is how I discovered it. And I'm I see. now obsessed. And you can, again, personalize it. We even got like moleskins with our initials on them for that. Like it can, you can get as personalized as you want. And it's just, it's just really cool. Um, do it for your assistants, do it for, for everyone. And I, I, that may be the gift for my reps because again, I can make it personal as well. And you can also at Knack Shops, I feel mm. like we should get them to sponsor yeah, over what, the holidays. <laughs> you can send a video message and you can also send a card as well if you want. You can do either. So you can really personalize it. So about this, I was actually going to bring this up is there's two things I've thought about often. One, personalizing like a coffee mug. Yes, that's a great idea. With like, I always think of putting a picture of me on it for whatever <laughs> selfish reason. <laughs> That's number one. But then number two. I want one of those. <laughs> say no more. Uh, by the way, at this very moment, there are probably about four or five coffee mugs in my house. Oh, and I know. Th- like of me and, uh, and throughout my family. I just used to do that. But then the other thing is sending a video. Like I've always thought about sending oh. like a video of just being like a thank you for the year. Looking forward to the next year. Like something personalized where you are just gracious but yeah. also not actually giving anything you've done this before or you no just no, no. i've, I've just thought about it and you brought it up and i was like I, I didn't know if that was a thing or not that's pretty cool that's in, especially for you because you're so good at doing those videos <laughs> i've i've fallen i just do it on my <laughs> phone at this point <laughs> no that's a really sweet idea 
I mean, I, I hate being on camera, so I would never do that, but. <laughs> well, a lot of these gifts kind of border on just being completely creepy and very nice. <laughs> well, I mean, the Joshua face cuff is definitely on that borderline. <laughs> I should also mention we have a store at Two oh, Writers <laughs> that has mugs and mm. certain things that you can get for your reps. Actually, our, you know our most popular item is world's best manager. <laughs> A coffee mug that says world's best manager yeah so that's it that's that's gift giving over the holidays i think keep it personal and keep it light you don't have to compete yeah and just know that everyone goes through the same stress and struggle what's funny is when i when i told my reps that writers can get very anxious about what to get them they were like really no, oh really that's not true i was like yeah i swear <laughs> We freak out. Hmm. Yeah, you have to send something nice. It's it's like that moment in uh, Ocean's Eleven when Danny Ocean's talking to Matt Damon. He's like, "Be memorable, but not too memorable. Be thoughtful, <laughs> but not too thoughtful." Or Brad Pitt or whoever. Yeah, he's Brad. like, you know, be great, but not too great. You want them to remember you, but forget you in two seconds. It's like you have to find like that perfect thing. No, Josh. What we're saying is you don't have to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's, that's, no, no, no. You Josh need the perfect the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great podcast today. <laughs> I do have one final request before we sign off. Yeah. We're going to 82 for a little holiday party. Yes. I would like some baked goods from you for Dave and myself when we meet at 82. Okay. Yeah. Cookies? Is that, is that a thing? You like cookies or cupcakes? I, yeah, I'll eat it all. Whatever, right. whatever you're willing to make. Done. Excuse me. Happy Christmas. Here's some cookies. They're great, though. Well, good. Then I hope my agents like them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're getting again. All right. Quote of the day. You might be poor. Your shoes might be broken. But your mind is a palace. Frank McCourt. Okay. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act Two Writers for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram or on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. And I am on Instagram as Josh Hallman and Twitter, Joshua Hallman. And as always, the Act Two podcast is a production of Act Two, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist. Music by 414 Beg, which you can find on Spotify. Mm -hmm.